0: today's leading women episode 441 with the wonderful dimple Thakar. women all over the world get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight you are now listening to today's leading women with marie grace berg Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Dimple Thacker. Dimple Thacker is the CEO and impresario of Synergy, a multiple award-winning social media agency based in LA. Today, they have won several awards and accolades for their work, which includes Small Business of the Year Award with the US Chamber of Commerce. Dimple began her career at a social media agency in New York as the executive director of promotions. During Dimple's time at the agency, she supervised social media marketing campaigns for tap brands, influential web 2.0 companies such as PhotoBucket, Mebo Ning, and over 50 artists including Kanye West, 50 Cent, Justin Timberlake, and Britney Spears. Aside from running her own company, Dimple was also the director of online marketing for girls in tech los angeles and occasionally contributes as a blogger to offer her expertise in online marketing and social media for various publishers women of the world miss dimple thacker welcome to the show
1: hi thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here
0: we are delighted to have you on the show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So uh, Dimple, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Synergy. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the What equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business, you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche?
1: Sure. So um, I actually stumbled upon uh, social media marketing So back in the day, I think right after college, I used to be the moderator for an online message board for my favorite band. Um, And so one of the things I would do in my free time is run promotions to help promote the band so that they could drive record sales or get more fans to shows and so on and so forth. And so I guess I was doing such an amazing job, the band's management company in New York contacted me and invited me to go work for their company which happened to be one of the first social media agencies out there. And so they took my expertise with online promotions and they infused it into their company. And what we were doing is working with the celebrities, um, like Britney Spears, 50 Cent, Justin Timberlake, and then the tech companies that you mentioned earlier, like Photo Bucket and Friendster. And so what I was doing is uh, basically helping the company um, navigate through this online space and... Um, within three months, I got actually got promoted into an executive position just because the skills that I possessed were so unique. It was something that required a higher level of involvement within the company. And so from there, you know, the company that I worked for, by the way, was a startup, and they didn't make it through um, some of the economic downfalls. And so what happened is I moved from New York to Los Angeles about seven years ago, uh, started my agency within six months, and then. Uh, Now the agency itself is seven years old as well. We're very close to turning seven, which would be this June in in the summertime. And so, um, you know, half of it was um, things that I've just learned by, um, you know, running so many promotions with such high-level companies. And some of it was just that I've always had a natural ability to uh, connect with people online. And so it's nice for me to be able to do that for our clients and brands, um, you know, currently.
0: Hmm. I love when I hear about your business. You know, how this idea came about, how you morphed the watch design. Now you were able to leverage the experience that you have running high promotions for these high caliber clients and now you wanna have your own agency and do that for others as well. Great that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this business?
1: You know what I like about what I do is that we connect our clients to people Consumers with a click of a button, and there really isn't any other type of marketing that sort of works in that sort of authentic way. It actually makes brands more human. Um, it, it allows the consumers to see past the, the brand. It's not just the logo. It's actually you know humans behind the brand as well, and it allows us to build an online personality for them to connect with some of their top fans and consumers. To give back to them, you know, to run promotions and contests and kind of give back to people in this online space. That, you know, I think goes well beyond handing someone a flyer or seeing a billboard along the freeway or, you know, even a TV commercial. It's just that interactivity and that relationship building. That's the part of it that I love the most. And that's what inspires me is that we're able to provide the brands this new channel of communication where they can get closer and build a higher quality relationship with their customers.
0: Mm, nothing really inspires us when we are able to help our clients uh, get get a great uh, resource or greater uh, provide a great value because for what we do with them. I mean, with you, you know, your ability to connect your clients to their consumers through social media marketing, for example, or the marketing or promotions that you do for them that will help spread their message. It's really inspiring uh, uh, that you had that you had you had this one, and the good thing is that. When we are sharing our inspiration or our vision for ourselves, for our business, and for ourselves, we learn from each other. So, for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to create that vision for yourself, create or what inspires you to do this business learn from how Dimple stated her vision her inspiration for why she wanted to have this business why she puts this business out there because that way that your inspiration that will guide you in uh, doing and continue to do what you love doing which is your business or which is your passion great inspiration there Now, let's talk about uh, how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: Sure. I think, you know, the first thing is to understand the fundamental meaning of success. Um, I actually think there's a difference between being an entrepreneur and an opportunist. You know, An entrepreneur is someone who puts their blood, sweat, and tears into something that they really believe in, and they're in it for the long haul. They're in it to go through the ups and downs. I think an opportunist is someone who bounces around from opportunity to opportunity just because it's making them money at that time, but they don't necessarily care about the longevity of that particular project or brand, and so I understood that those differences early on, and I think that's what's helped me continue to build that success that, you know, I've had from when I started the agency seven years ago, and I also think, you know, because I'm riding through the ups and downs, and I'm not just doing this to make a quick buck, I think that's really helped a lot of things, most importantly, my reputation, you know, um, when a client approaches us, and we're in the sales process with them, um, one of the things I offer is, hey, you know, if you're considering hiring us, let me give you three references, uh, past and current clients that you can call without me involved, and you can ask them what it's like working with me and my company. Um, and people are sort of taken aback by that. They're like, really? I can actually call other people you've worked with and ask questions about you? And I'm like, absolutely, because the success is is connected to your reputation and all those things It kind of circles back around and it continues to help you. In that success mode, because you know that the work you're doing is quality, and that it's something that you're trying to do because you believe in it, and it's not something you're doing just because um, you're trying to make a quick dollar. So I think that that was very important uh, for me. Is just understanding, you know, that my reputation is everything, and. Till this day, um, most of our clients, I would say 90% of them, come through referrals. You know, one person had a good experience with us, and therefore that one person tells two or three other people, and then we get more business because of that. So um, I think that was important. I think another important personality trait that I, I possess is that I embrace technology. You know, most people are afraid by it. Um, they see something new, um, and They're, for whatever reason, not willing to take the extra step to learn how to conquer this technology and then somewhat infuse it into their business. And I think because of my uh, love for technology, my passion for it, my natural ability at understanding it, it's been really helpful in being a small business because with limited resources, um, you know, you kind of need to find ways to run your business without um, increasing your overhead so that you can stay afloat. So I would say overall it's those two things is understanding the fundamentals of success and also, under, you know, embracing technology and not being afraid of it and actually getting out there and trying to learn more about it
0: hmm yeah i love those traits that you shared with us this qualities that you just shared with us i mean building and understanding the foundations the, the basis of, of running a business building a good reputation embracing technology and continuously learning great uh, uh, traits or qualities that you've shared with us and the good is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits that dimple just shared with us
1: So when I started my business, um, I had to break free from the status quo. I was tired of the nine to five. I was tired of waiting on my next raise. I was tired of, you know, asking for permission to take a day off or go on vacation. I know, I understood that I'm not a lethargic person. I don't need to be managed um, and I'm very self-sufficient. And I was also in a position where my bosses were trying to keep up with me and not the other way around. And so, That was the first thing that made me go, you know, I should start my own business because I am so self-sufficient. I think you have to understand that and be honest with yourself that you are going to be able to manage yourself and that you don't need someone above you kind of guiding you through as you're, you know, working in business. So that was number one. Number two, um, I also understood, you know, with the Internet, there's unlimited resources out there, a lot of free information and advice in terms of how you should start your business, you know, everything from the legalities that, you know, wh- while you should have an attorney that helps you start your business on the legal side of things. It, you can still get a head start by understanding what to expect when you go that route. Um, you know, building the website, coming up with the marketing collateral and just kind of learning different tactics and sales procedures to help me, you know, build my business. There's so much free information out there and I took advantage of it. Um, and then, By basically combining all those things together, I was able to start my business with little to no overhead because one of the things that I'm lucky, where I'm lucky is that my business is completely virtual. Um, We didn't do office spaces, um, and if we do have an office space, we only go to it if there's a client meeting. Um, everyone works from their own home. So you save money because there's, um, very little commuting that needs to be done. Um, the office is also paperless, so everything is done electronically and that saves a lot of money, you know, no printing or paper costs. Um, and so I, it was a very lean startup and I knew, I, I know I needed to do that because I didn't go after investors or I didn't go after any, uh, loans to start my business. I started this out of money from my own pocket. So I think when you, um, when you start, it's important to kind of do your research and to make sure that every single thing you do to start your business, you're doing it in the mo- most lean yet effective way so that you can come off as a huge company online um, in terms of your persona, but uh, behind the scenes, you're very lean and very smart with your money so that you can be in business long term.
0: Hmm. I love those lessons, those takeaways that you just shared with us, with us challenges that we face as a business owner. So uh, let's learn from how Dimple were able to manage these challenges and the lessons that she learned. Because that's the beauty of sharing our challenges and our experiences with each other. We learn from how we're able to manage them or overcome. So that when it happens to us, we now know what to do. So for our listeners out there, when this challenges happens to you, you now know what to do. I I have to reiterate what she's what Dimple was saying about keeping your overhead low um, do a, a, a lean uh, startup you know keeping your head over, uh, overhead very low or, or make making sure that you are not expending way too much and of course because maintaining the cash flow is a challenge uh, especially starting out so find ways and means to really keep your overhead low starting out and then and then uh, progress from there or it from there because that's that's the beauty of what we have nowadays because we have the internet that we can Tap into that. We can leverage that. Keep our uh, our overhead low. For example, having a virtual business, uh, not, not not having to to print a lot of uh, papers. For example, because we can do electronic uh, files. For example, electronic documents. Things that you can do that keeps your overhead low. Great takeaways there. Now, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business?
1: Yeah, I actually have a lot of great tips for that. Um, I think you should create office hours for yourself and strictly follow those office hours. And I think you should politely allow your clients to be informed about those office hours as well. And I think, matter of fact, you should take it a step further and include it in your contracts with clients as well. You know, Our, biz- our hours of operation are Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you stick to that. And so what that means is after 5 p.m., if you get an email from a client, unless it's an emergency, You don't respond to that email until you're back into your business hours. And if you're trying to save time, there's a lot of great ways where you can write emails and schedule them to go out the next day at 9 a.m. So you can still work after your office hours, but you don't have to necessarily put your service out there when you're quote-unquote closed. I think that's really important. Um, I think it's important to close your laptop and just kind of walk away from it. Um, on the weekends, for example, when you know you should be taking that time to kind of recharge for the next week, because if you're not recharged and if you're not healthy, then it's going to affect your business. And so, and I think it's important for the clients to understand that as well. One of the things I do on my smartphone. Is on the weekends, I tell my email application on my phone not to send me emails on Saturdays and Sundays unless it's every four hours. Then, you know, because you do want to make sure if there's an emergency with your clients or something is extremely urgent that you are able to get to it. However, in most cases, you know, if you have things in place to kind of uh, make sure that your clients are being taken care of and so are you, I think you should be in good shape. Um, And I think it's important to stay healthy. I think it's also important to give back. Um, a lot of people don't know, but there's a lot of studies out there that show when you're volunteering and giving back, it actually promotes happiness and good health within you. And so I think all of those things are crucial to, again, ensuring the longevity of your business and of you because your business can't exist without you. And so it's important to take care of yourself and to take the time that you need to kind of recharge so that you can perform optimally you know, the next day or the next week and, you know, approach challenges and tasks with a clear mind and um, a a fresh mind as well. So I think that's important. It's just, again, going back to the technology side of things to kind of learn how your technology works so that you can systemize your business, still get the work done, but do it in a way that's going to help you live a lifestyle where you have that work-life balance.
0: Huge takeaways there, huge tips there that Dimple just shared with us in terms of this work-life balance. I mean, I love when it's about following hours of operation. For example, you know, if it is work time, this work from, for example, nine to five, that will be that's work time, that's work hours, and beyond that, that will be it's not work mode anymore. I I love that you said that one because we really have to set boundaries for ourselves, especially for us who are working from home. It's really hard. To not being working on our business almost twenty-four hours, it's really hard to have that boundaries, that limitation. But you really have to consciously uh, put an effort, or to really put time off uh, you know t- you set your time when you go to work and then set your time when you go off work and then really unplug in between because that is we really need that those times um, to rejuvenate that just like what Dimple just said really need that one to recuperate and and we cannot be working 24 hours in our business because there are other areas in our lives that are important as well and the good thing nowadays like what Dimple just shared with us we have technology that we can tap into for example creating the systems email for example so that when you are unplugging on the weekends there are automatic emails that goes out or even if you're on your business of hours you have those automatic emails going out for your clients if you have to uh, communicate with them and then it's important to like what devil just shared with us to do everything you can to stay healthy i mean our health is the foundation of what we do i mean i being a nurse myself I have seen so many people um, suffer as a result of not putting their health a priority. So it's really important because our health is our greatest investment. So put yourself first, stay healthy, do something that uh, nourishes your mind, your body, give back, volunteer in your community, like what Nimble just said, because that would give you some fulfillment. And not only that, will will keep keep your mind, uh, uh, not just business uh, running in your mind, but at least you you are doing something for the community as well. great tips there. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have ten dollars in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi billionaire and be totally miserable. So, am I successful financially? Yes, individually, probably not. So, in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you, and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: Sure, and so you know, I already touched on this a little bit earlier in the call, which is you know, success is about you know, longevity, you know, being in it for the long haul. But I think, you know, to add to that, I think it's important to be in order to be successful, you take the extra step too. you know, uh, nowadays, everyone uses the word busy as a legitimate excuse to not, you know, succeed or to over deliver on a project. And I'm not sure if that's acceptable. I think, now in order to separate yourself from the competition, the other business out there, you do have to take the extra step in order to be successful, especially when everything in the world is moving so fast right now. I think people will notice you more if you take the extra step and and the extra effort into certain things. So I think that's important and I also think, you know, uh keeping a positive mind is important. Um I think, you know, law of attraction is um is huge. You know, whatever you put out there that's positive, um, I think it'll come back to you um and it'll attract itself back to you. Um I also think, you know, getting out there and being involved in the community is important. Um again, you know, the more you put out there, the more you give back. I think it comes back to you in other ways um eventually in your business as well. And, you know, one of the ways I measure success is obviously the financial stuff, you know, making sure we're hitting our, our goals for profit um, every year, or every quarter rather, Um, but it's also important that, you know, when we're out there in the community that we're getting recognized for everything that we're doing, you know, for giving back, um, that we're making an impact in our community, um, that we're involved in things that we're passionate about. You know, I do a lot of mentoring for up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Um, You never know who you might be inspiring next. It could be the next Oprah or Richard Branson. Um, and so you want to make sure that you're out there giving, giving back. And I think, you know, getting involved with, uh, I love getting involved with, um, women and entrepreneurship related talks and panels and things like that. So whenever I get an opportunity to speak, whether it's at a university or a conference, I make sure I take that opportunity so that I can continue to inspire others to follow their dreams. Um, and I hope that one day it'll come back to me. And if not, I'm still happy that I was able to get out there and, and share, um, you
0: know the inspiration. Mm, I love your perspective on success. Success is about longevity, being in it for the long haul, about contribution. You know, it's all about giving back because that's the beauty of uh, of being in business. Because we have the ability, we have the opportunity to. To share with others, to mentor others, to be an inspiration to others, to be a role model to others. Great perspective there. Love that you share that one with us. Now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past.
1: One thing I would say, the number one thing I would say is when you start, you're going to be small. And remember that the small and small business is sometimes an advantage and not a disadvantage. When you're small, you're able to pivot and move a lot quicker than a bigger company or a competitor. Um, When you have limited funds, you're able to be much smarter with how you use them. Um, When you're small, there's a lot of things you can adjust. So, for me, you know, I'm in a technology and digital space, and we all know how often does Facebook change every three to six months, how often does technology change. You know, we're getting a new smartphone almost every year. Um, so for me, it's a, that's why I like being small, is I'm able to kind of change and pivot without having to, to spend so much money in order to, to apply those changes to my business. So remember that. Because you're starting small, it's not a disadvantage and to recognize all the advantages that come with that. Uh, number two is definitely take advantage of all the free resources that are out there to start your business, um, especially if you're a woman. Um, you know, a lot of times people like to talk about how men have more advantages in business. I actually disagree with that. I think women have more advantages in business. Um, this very talk show, I believe, has a focus on helping women um, how many talk shows do we know out there are for helping men in business? Um, how many conferences are out there for helping men, um, you know, um, excel in business? You know, they don't have actually as many resources and community resources as we do. I see, um, when you know, Forbes will do the power, uh, Powerful Women or Most Influential Women out there. You know, there's a lot of awards that I've won personally that are specifically for women in entrepreneurship. So we have the resources out there but it's a matter of whether you're taking advantage of them or not. There's a big difference between an actual disadvantage and just making excuses. And so you have to be very honest with yourself and make sure that you're doing everything in your power to get ahead and to be successful with your business. Um, and the third thing is know that there's going to be ups and downs. Even if you, if you start your business with a bang and clients are coming in and uh, the profits are growing and growing, you never know when that dip might come and it can come so unexpectedly sometimes. So make sure you plan for that. Make sure you plan for the worst case scenario in case it happens. Um, because a lot of businesses typically fail within their first six, 12 months because they're not planning for that worst case scenario. So make sure you have that in place as well. Um, but overall, you know, have fun with it and be smart. Uh, I guess to wrap up, My biggest tip is don't worry about becoming the biggest business or the most powerful business. Worry about becoming the smartest business because in this economy and in this world and in this space, things are changing so quickly. What's hot right now may not be hot tomorrow. So you have to make sure that you're flexible and adaptable to change.
0: Hmm, golden nuggets in those tips that you just shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So The first one is to understand that start starting small can be to your advantage. Just like what Dimble said, you can pivot or move quicker. And the second one is to take advantage of the resources out there. And yes, I agree with you, Dimple, about ha- women, us women having more resources than men. I mean, we have the resources both online and offline. It's just how we're able to tap into resources that are available to us. And the third one is to know and understand that there are going to be ups and downs building a business. You need to plan for it, be smart about it, but also just like what Nimble says, have fun with it. I love that because you have to Enjoy the journey. Uh, Building a business should be uh, an enjoyable one. Make it a fun and enjoyable one for you. After all, we are in this business to build something that we we love, something that we are passionate about. So don't forget the fun part. We have to find the joy or, or the fun part in building our business. Great takeaways there. And I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not least, Dimple. Share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you. And then we'll end from there.
1: Sure. You can visit my company online. The company is called Synergy and our website is synergy.com and synergy is spelled S Y N H E R G Y.com. We're a a full service social media marketing agency and we have um, the marketing that we provide is very high level and, One of the things I'm very excited about now is that we have a new ROI reporting feature, ROI as in uh, return on investment. You know, a lot of people do social media marketing, and they don't know how it's increasing their profit and revenues, and we have come up with a system to help clients measure exactly that. And so if you want more information on that, you can go to that website link I gave you, synergy.com. And you can contact us and um, we'll, we'll provide you with more information and learn more about your brand. If you're interested in social media marketing, we'd be happy to kind of help you figure out where to go.
0: All right. So that's Synergy. That's S Y N uh h-e r g y dot com again that's www.synergy.com s y n h e r g y dot com I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. That's synergy.com. And if her products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in and at least be on their newsletter so you can be updated on what uh Dimple and her company is putting out there. I mean social media is usually if we can if we know how to leverage it to grow our business that will be to our advantage so make sure to check um, their products and services at www.synergy.com s-y-n-h-e-r-g-y.com and also to check the uh, the book recommendation that Dimple has for us it's sell local think global by Olga Mishrahi I'll make sure to have this on our show notes again that link is synergy.com that's w www.synhergy and by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at leadingwomen.com forward slash dimple sacker or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you again the link is synergy.com that's s-y-n-h-e-r-g-y.com Dimple, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite Today's Leading Woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to Today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as CLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite Today's Leading Woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes.